Hello and welcome back. Today I'll be presenting Pastor Merritt's Old Testament Overview, Lesson Number 12. Before we begin, let's remember 1 John 1.9 as may or may not be necessary. Old Testament Overview, Lesson 12. Point 1. Last week, we continued our analysis of the reason for the flood. I finished the exegesis of Genesis, chapter 6, verses 1 through 10, and taught the doctrine of the will of God. Point two. Now let's continue our study of the biblical account of the flood. I will review some of that learned, and then we will pick up on page three. Point three. The scenario of Genesis chapter 6 verse 1 through 6 tells us of fallen angels taking on the form of man in order to seduce and impregnate the women of planet Earth. 3.1 This all occurred some 120 years before the flood and God saw that the resolution of the angelic conflict was about to be foiled. Point 4 I believe that the sons of God mentioned in Genesis chapter 6 verse 2 were angelic beings, followers of Satan, who kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, and who have been placed in chains awaiting judgment. This explanation explains the reason for the flood. 4.1. The Lord was grieved because of the evil of man and the resolute proliferation of wickedness as planet Earth became a playground for beings of great renown. 4.2. God is often said to change. Having seen man's choices, God adjusted his plan to accommodate all things. This aspect of God is best seen when you consider God as both sovereign and omniscient. What will not change is what we see in our timeline, or as I like to call it, our regular dispensation chart. And right here we have a chart, uh, and it's a good time to remind you if you go to westbankbiblechurch.com, and to the Old Testament overview, all the lessons are in there in PDF form, and you can uh, look in there, download it, print it, whatever you need to do, and you can follow along. Point five, back to our scenario. 5.1, Genesis 6, 9. When properly taught, as I hope I did last week, makes clear that there were only eight pure humans left on planet Earth at the time of the flood. Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. These are the generations, noun plural for the verb yalad, of Noah. Noah was a just said a man and perfect tamam in his generations and Noah walked with God 5.1.1 Yalad is the very common verb for giving birth Sedek expresses in the Hebrew both positional and temporal righteousness 5.1.2 tamam according to strong means complete and entire. As Laird in his theological workbook of the Old Testament writes of Tamam, 
with the verb's fundamental ideal of completeness, Samuel inquired of Jesse, Are here all thy children? 5.1.3 Noah was both complete and righteous. 5.1.4 Genesis 6 verse 9 could read Noah and his family were uncontaminated. His genetic makeup having not been altered by angelic intervention, Noah also was a believer, even a mature one, who walked with God. Genesis chapter 6 verse 10 And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. 5.1.5 To some verse 10 seems to be extraneous to the context an eclectic insertion, but such is not the case. God is showing us Noah and his sons were uncontaminated. Verse 11 resumes the description of what was occurring on antediluvian earth. Genesis chapter 6 verse 11. The earth also was corrupt. Shashat is used of extreme evil. Before God, and the earth was filled with violence. 5.1.6 Shashat, according to Laird's workbook, means deep down or even a poetic description of Sheol. 5.2 If Satan's plan had been permitted to continue, then salvation of man would not have been possible, and the angelic conflict would not have been resolved. 5.3. The situation demanded action. A. The destruction of this hybrid creation. B. A divine fiat restricting such future angelic actions. And C. The removal of the offending angels from the planet. 5.3.1. Those of the fallen angels who had left their original estate in order to cohabit humanity were placed in Tartaros, a special place reserved for those especially evil fallen angels. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, Tartaru, verb form of Tartaros, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. 5.3.2 We must go to Greek mythology to find the meaning of this word. Peter, certainly in his later life, knew a lot about a lot of things. He was well read and had many interests. 5.3.3 Here we see him reach back and select a word from Greek mythology. Tartaros was a place where unusually evil spirits were combined and thus under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Peter chose Tartaros to describe the place where these angels are confined. 5.4 Since these angels could not see the strategic victory of Christ on the cross, it was necessary for our Lord to go to Tartaros and show the Genesis 6 gang that Jesus had been victorious. 5.5 5. 5. 
the identification of this bunch would seem to be established in 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 20 and 2 Peter chapter 2 verses 4 and 5. I read from 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 18 through 20. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved from the water. Second Peter Chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. 5.6. Jude 6 would seem to teach that these angels will be retained in Tataros until the great white throne where they too will be judged by Jesus the Christ. Jude 6, and the angels who kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting change under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Now for new material and point six. There is a possibility that the Genesis 6 gang may be temporarily released to serve in the forces of Satan during the tribulation. Point 7. Let's look at Revelation chapter 9 verse 2 through 11 where some have concluded these special fallen angels serve Satan during the tribulation. Revelation chapter 9 verse 2 through 11. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion, when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings 
was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions. And there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath the name Apollyon. 7.1 Introduction The purpose of this doctrine is to attempt identification of the creatures of Revelation chapters 9, who ascend out of the pit. 7.1.1 Their purpose would seem to be to punish the earth. I have attempted to shed some light on their identification. 7.1.2 As John writes about this judgment, the locusts are a visual presentation of a panoply of demons running amok on planet earth. It has been written, there are uncanny denizens of the abyss, locusts of a hellish species, animated by devilish instincts and equipped with infernal powers. 7.1.3 Another has written, the locust army is a symbolical representation of judgment of a superhuman kind. The locusts are commanded probably by God, not to hurt the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. 7.1.4 It would seem the locusts here represent a divine judgment upon a wicked world. They torment men in a way comparable to the torment of a scorpion. All except the seal of God are subject to their torment. It is unthinkable that any believer in that day will be subject to the torment of the locusts. The torment is rather a judgment upon those who reject Christ. Believers recall neither worship the beast, nor do they take the mark of the beast. 7.1.5 The graphic description of the torment is compared to that of a scorpion sting. Scorpions, in some places, grow so large that their venom has been known to not only be painful, but even dangerous to infants, the aged and the infirm. 7.1.6 The torment is said to last five months, and best interpretation would seem to teach a literal five months, although the five may be symbolic of a short time. 7.1.7. This is a horrible picture of a demonic world gone mad, even to such an extent that men are dominated and rendered helpless because of their agony. The natural plagues of the first four trumpets are now joined by a torment of demons. 7.2. Revelation chapter 9 verses 1 and 2, scripture and comment. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. 7.2.1 
John devotes more space to this woe than to all the preceding judgments combined. 7.2.2 Apart from the exact identification of Babylon in chapter 17 and 18, the meaning of the two judgments in this chapter presents the most difficult problem found in the book of the Revelation. 7.2.3 The star falling from heaven to whom was given the key of the pit of the abyss, is an evil angel, the instrument of carrying out God's purpose with reference to the ungodly world. Most agree the evil angel who opens the pit is Satan himself. This is pretty much a given, and the most great scholars would provide little argument otherwise. The abyss is a place, no doubt, but what place is the question? 7.2.4 Could this be Tartaros, the place of confinement of the angels who sinned just before the flood, or is it just a special abyss where reserved forces of Satan are made to reside until needed in God's timing? 7.2.5 Let's continue by looking at a description in summary fashion of what they do. 7.3 Revelation chapter 9 verse 3 through 10 scripture and comment And there came out of the smoke locust upon the earth and unto them was given power and the scorpions of the earth have power and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth neither any green thing neither any tree but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion, when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates, as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. 7.3.1 From the abyss come creatures described as locusts, having great power, who are allowed to torment men, though not kill them, for a period of five months. 7.3.2 So intense will be the suffering that men will seek death. That's the end of Lesson 12. And interestingly, at the bottom, you see a Pastor Merritt prepared this on October 26 of 2003. So he's been at this for longer than the 35 years I've been married to his daughter. Uh, and he got hundreds of lessons prepared for us. We thank him for that. We ask you to continue to pray for him. And it's interesting, we look at the last two lessons, 
and you have Daniel that had to learn a very painful lesson. And now you have the, the people here without the mark on their forehead uh, wanted to die uh, because of the stings and the torment they were getting from these scorpion-like locusts. Once again, thank you for listening and being here. And as always, if you do not have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So long.